Mexican daddy. Samika, Keisha, Tara, Freakily. How you like it, daddy? Shonda, Sabrina, Krista, Javonda. Freakily. How you like it, daddy? Lisa, Felicia, Tanisha, Siobhan. How you like it, daddy? Monica, Monique, Christina, Yolanda. Chelsea. All right. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we will let you in on it. So this week we have a male guest, guys. We have male-bodied guest. We have, actually, yep, male-bodied. We have a guest. His name is Jim. Mm -hmm. Can I give your last name or... Yeah, okay. Jim Search. He is a comedian, a teacher, an engineer. Anything you want to plug, Jim? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know how many of y'all uh, uh, fuck with Bar Rescue, but I do that podcast. Love that show. Yeah, yeah it's a great show, man. Uh, I do a podcast uh, called uh, Shut It Down, the Bar Rescue Recap Show, where we talk about uh, each uh, each episode. So you want to check that out. And, of course, you want to go find me. I'm at jimsearchcomedy.com. Uh, and all social media, yes. I'm at Jim Search. And I also do another podcast. It's a kind of labor of love. We do it whenever we want, but it's called Swatches and Boomboxes. It's a 90s retro rap review. So basically, we just take episode, or we take uh, rap albums from the 90s. And then me and my other old friend, uh, Neil Charles, talk old about... Friend. He's old. We're both old. Uh, <laughs> we talk about uh, our favorite albums from the 90s, which we consider the golden era of hip-hop. So I do a lot of different things. And I'm also uh, your engineer here today yeah. so yes uh and, and i'm guest. a guest yeah. i'm a guest i uh as, as a long um long time listener first time guest yeah. uh, <laughs> i've heard all the episodes and uh, you guys we appreciate are, you yeah oh thank you thank you <laughs> i mean you y'all are good man you got a nice uh you got a little podcast here Lo shade is not here so shade has moved she's yeah. in san francisco or oakland well she's too she's scared a- of oakland don't be afraid she's call, in oakland call too short he's there yeah, yeah shake your dreads. <laughs> yeah, e- call E40. He'd be like, bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe don't call. Maybe don't What's call What's my E40? favorite word? Okay. I'm about to do it. <laughs> do, it right. do it, do it, do it. Bitch. So in case you forgot, <laughs> my name is Chels Pinky. My name is Glenn. Instagram is at BedStuyBrat. And we are two-thirds of black girls texting. Sade is getting her life in California, figuring her shit out. Um, but this week we're going to be talking about ghetto names. Air ghetto quotes. in quotes. Yeah, yeah you yeah. should ghetto TM we, we, that, we need right? to get that caveat. Yeah, mm-hmm. in quotes. Ghetto names. Because uh, recently, not too far off, Cardi B had a baby named Culture. With a K. With a K. Because my mama blood. So. Right. Ah. I do love that meme with her. With That's her so funny. Fucking, why does she look like she's from the 70s in that photo? I don't know. She's so younger confused. than me. And, and the hair. The hair, the whole, the, it's a vest. Yeah. There's like a, it looks like there's like a bell sleeve top yeah. and bell like, bottom pants. It she looks like, uncomfortable. It looks like her mom lost a bet and someone got to dress her for the Dead day. Ass. <laughs> yeah, come on, Cardi. Confused. But what's the kid's name? You know. So her child's name is Culture with a K. Right. Middle so name? Oh, Kiari. Last name is... I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Cephas? Is it Cephas? Is it does the PH make an F? Yes. PH does make an F. Writer. Yeah. Okay, because... I, I mean, who knows? <laughs> That's a digraph. That is a digraph. Oh, excuse That's me, true. teachers. Yep. That's true. Because... <laughs> Two letters so basically, make one sound. 
and I'll get into this, but I read this piece. I think it was on, I want to say Huffington Post Black Voices. Oh. That said Cephas was like the blackest name of all time. What? For some oh, man. Somebody, I just sung all the blackest names at the right, top the of the show. The blackest last name. Like they said that <laughs> Cephas was blacker than Williams or whatever. No, okay. the blackest last name is Washington. Right. Yeah. No, actually, that's Jefferson. comparing it to Washington and Jefferson. And it says Cephas is like giving you, giving those names run for their money. But it was satirical. Okay. But basically, I stumbled upon this because I was on Twitter one night at around 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, reading all of these tweets about culture with a K. And it struck me that people were feeling a distinct way about that name because it was, quote unquote, ghetto. Like, there was all of this, like, she's wildin', why would she name her child that? If I say culture, Kiari, Cephas three times, like, my furniture is going to start levitating. With the, like, with the, like, uh, Harry know, Potter Harry meme. Potter meme. Someone posted, like, oh, child, the ghetto. Y'all know the, like, Nini meme? Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, child, the ghetto. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I don't see, I don't usually see those types of memes paired with celebrity names in that way. Like, fucking Kim Kardashian named her child. Shy. Shy. Chicago. North. North. North, right. Saint. Yeah. Um, Fucking Kylie's child is named Stormy with an I. Like, what are these names? Yeah. They only get perceived as being eccentric or celebrity names, but like Cardi's name was perceived as being ghetto, like inherently ghetto, especially if you're going to swap out the C for a K. Yeah. So I, Can so I, I just plug piece, you real? F- yeah. oh, okay. So I wrote a piece for Vogue about it. It came out on Friday. Talk Dope. your shit. It was, it was Vogue. Did you miss that? Vogue. It was for Vogue. <laughs> Where did they? Um, I, sh- I just like shot my shot. Shoot my shot. My shot. Right. Shot your shot. Shot, shot my shot to a few different publications. And they went for it because awesome, looking at the ways that people were responding to culture just reminded me of the ways that, like, society in society, people respond to names that are quote unquote ghetto and by extension black, mm. and they're and they're deemed wrong or uh, unacceptable or threatening. Yeah, these names because you can automatically associate it with blackness. And Cardi B's ghettoness is what has sort of like what people have take people have either loved or had a problem with. About her whole career, yeah. Um, so I was, I was really interested in ghetto names. Yeah, that's so interesting because even if you think back to our pilot episode, episode one, mm-hmm. we talked about how Azalea, and you've exactly. talked about I this talked in your article, how Azalea Banks was like Cardi so ghetto and ghetto, 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 just like calling her a caricature and mm-hmm. a, um, uncouth. And in other words, she's not. She's too black. Right, I think people use or, ghetto and black synonymously. Well, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't even want to black well, negative. That's, well, yeah, I was just about to say, I mean, mm-hmm. to your point of that, you know, ghetto and black have become synonymous. Yeah. And, you know, there certainly are two, I mean, even if you were to take the, uh, the, the convention of ghetto as something, right? Because, I mean, it's certainly coded language for black, right? For sure. So then that, I mean, it kind of veers off the topic of ghetto names, but like, the, then pulls into the question of what is black, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'm black and I'm sitting here, but I certainly don't fit the sort of stereotype or narrative that would be a black man, right? Yeah. So, but... Say more about that. Well, sure. I mean, well, I mean, just in more of that, I mean, I identify as black, but I'm, I'm biracial. My mom's white. My dad's black, but I identify as black. 
Mm-hmm. So even in that sort of vein, the life that I've lived and the experiences that I've had are a black experience because, mm-hmm. well. People don't know that your mom's white. Right. I had no or, idea. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's true. True, true story. Yeah. I, you, we call her right now. Get her on, <laughs> get her on an episode name? of uh, Sherry. Sherry's Sherry. name. Yeah. Uh, we get her on an episode of Black Girls Texting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she'd be, uh, what? What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> Jimmy, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, we can't do that. But, no, I mean, I look, uh, as a biracial dude who identifies as black, like, my narrative is so not fits anything that would be what someone would consider black. But because I am who I am, I certainly know that that is an experience, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I think the whole idea and convention of it's bullshit because it's like, you know, it's like, look, I've hung out with gang members and I know people who went to Harvard. So, what, yeah, how, you know what I'm saying? Like, so what do you, you know, how do we, how are we going to really put that into any sort of context? Right. Yeah. Um, Even I just, just like the word ghetto. I was like, let me just Google the word yeah. ghetto. Sure. And so I'll just read that real quick. It says ghetto. Noun, uh, plural, version is ghettos. Um, But anyways, it says, a part of the city, especially a slum area occupied by a minority group or groups. The historical information about it is the Jewish quarter in the city, um, the Warsaw Warsaw ghetto, an isolated or segregated group or area, the relative security of the gay ghetto, so they're uh, using it in context as to, like, how would you use the word ghetto? Mm-hmm. Right. So the relative security of the gay ghetto. Um, and then using ghetto can also be a verb. Put it on, put, put it, in. It, put in or restrict to an isolated or segregated area or group. As in Like ghettoing. ghettoing like ghettoing. ghettoing a place. So like, so, like, you know, like, for example, um, if you were thinking about, like, Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. like, yes. they were ghettoing Jews into specific parts of... Like, ostracizing. Right, exactly. Right. I feel like this fucking definition is so off base and needs to be updated. Because yeah. no one uses fucking ghetto in this content. Nope. No. Context. And it is almost like... Um, Find it fucking fraudulent to 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 define to like officially define ghetto in this way. Nobody uses ghetto in that. Nobody way. like where, where where was the word black? Like let's just keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. When you say ghetto, we know what you mean, right? And it's the same like euphemism. Euphemism like when you say like this area is sketchy, you mean it's right. black. But also, I found mm-hmm. I found that when anyone ever describes a, a bar or restaurant as sketchy, it's usually a really good time and you should go. It's <laughs> so much fun. It's a little I highly recommend that. Right so anyone, yeah, yeah, it's if, like oh, the music is good and people are dancing. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. if it's totally and brown ran- people, and if it's totally randomly sketchy, you should definitely go. Yeah, because that's even more fun. I'm kind. Of, I mean, it depends who says that it's sketchy, but I I, I would agree. Yeah, what the, it, really what think about sketchy it. Sketchy mean to these people that like, there's black I, people. I've never even said the word sketchy in my life. But to yeah, place. But but if you really think about like if you look at the definition the uh, the definition that we just are, are looking at right now mm-hmm. historically speaking that's what happened to black people is yeah, that they sure. were segregated and they were put into a, a specific part of town be mm-hmm. it redlining or yep. mm-hmm. white flight or whatever you want to call it but there were uh, black people were ghettoed they were yeah. put into 
a specific part of town. But yes, I mean, an updated definition of it does describe people of color or black people. I don't even want to say people of color, but uh, yeah. in this instance, we are talking about black people. When you were to say like, oh, like, you know, look at that. I don't know, that ghetto car that's driving by. Like, we know what you're talking about, right? For sure. So, maybe, but, like a more maybe colloquial definition, right? But also to think about what you were saying and why I think why I was looking at ghetto, quote unquote, as a thing to be celebrated is that it's born out of um, a lack of out of a being like um, ostracized and yeah. making it into something beautiful. Yep. So like ghetto culture is like people that like it's like. Hip hop was born out of a quote unquote ghetto culture. You know? Dapper Dan, I mean, exactly. who is now getting a, and positivity. a huge fucking deal like that uh, from Gucci. I just got a fucking notification, and at one point that was perceived as super ghetto, and now there's gonna be white, pe- rich white people wearing his fucking designs. designs, which like. I mean, ghetto ass designs, but that's, but that's always how it's been, especially when it's come to black culture is that it's been in the vanguard of what's been hip, right? Yeah. Is that, you know, it's something that's part in the language, but it's exotic. It's something that middle America doesn't see. So then when you do have hip hop and then you do have graffiti art, which Mm. like has turned into, you know, modern art has embraced it and I put it in quotes, but has embraced it as such as as a verified form of art. So you have these different sort of mediums that come up from the ghetto Mm -hmm. TM that, you know, is now, well, not now, but is something that is being seen as legitimate, even though it's been culture vultured and torn apart and appropriated. I mean, God, we could sit here for hours and talk about the different layers of appropriation that happen within ghetto. Yeah ghetto shit. Uh, but. but I feel like one thing that kind of bugged me about this whole Cardi B naming thing was that it was coming from black people. Like I didn't, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, uh, that's my space and that's my realm. So that's, that was my experience. But I saw black people dragging her, calling her ghetto and like, how could yeah. she name her kid that? And I'm like, yo, you're black. Like, I would rather hear that shit from a white person than I could just chop it up to them being an ignorant white person. Absolutely. But other black people, like, saying that about a kid's name? For sure. Well, I think, going back to what Jim was saying, like, I think that the name culture is super appropriate looking, like, considering how much black people contribute to culture at large. I think it's like a, a literal, um, interpretation of like what black people do. Like, culture is culture. And I we have culture. Like a line like that. And yeah, we are culture. And that's why like Migos names named their albums like Culture One and Culture Two, right? Right. Um, so to think about black people sort of like taking getting up in arms about this name is sort of like uh shit, like you're not realizing what this is actually saying. Right. But so I wrote in this article in Vogue that um I think there's this Humble like, brat. you know, like fierce protectiveness that we feel as black people if we get to a certain level of means or whatever to disassociate ourselves with ghettoness because ghettoness is bad. Because there's maybe this constant awareness of how we're being perceived by like mm-hmm. white. Well people. it's respectability politics, right? Absolutely. Bill like, Cosby. If we're talking right. about like what we should and shouldn't name mm-hmm. our kids, how we should dress, how we should look, etc. Uh, <clears throat> but 
What I will say is, is that I think there's something because I was, you know, I read your I read your article in Vogue. Uh, in case you're wondering, <laughs> in, in case you're wondering where, where what publication I read it in, uh, it was Vogue. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I uh, one thing that I think is worth discussing within this is the I guess the socioeconomic slant of this mm-hmm. in that culture is culture's parents are wealthy as shit. And it's going to be a different experience than culture whose mom worked at Dwayne Reed and whose dad was a truck driver. For sure. Right? Yeah. And like lives in Brownsville. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, I mean, I think that yeah, like there is that sort of, I mean, look, the sting or the black people dragging her is fucking whack. Like it's not cool. Yeah. Because first of all, it's not your kid. Why do you care? Right. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, why do you care? Right. This uh, kid's gonna be fine. The, the kid's gonna be fine. If like, the kid was named Doo like <laughs> if the kid's name was Scoop Diddy Whoop, yeah, it's still gonna He'd be. Still fine. make more money than you. Right. Bye. And so, she. so with with that being said, it's like I think it comes from the source, right? Because yeah. it's like if you look at it was Offset. That's mm-hmm. the, that's how old I am. What's his name? On mm-hmm. button. Uh, <laughs> Offset and her. Do not they're, they're not Beyonce and Jay Z. No, right. Mm-hmm. There's a certain, um, I guess, look and appearance that they have as to why they would be dragged as such mm-hmm. for naming the kid culture. Because right. if Beyonce and Jay Z named their kid culture, no one would say shit. You wouldn't no even one... you wouldn't even look twice. So let's get into it. Why do you say that? Because it's because it's the socioeconomic slant that that Jay Z and Beyonce have is that. Jay Z is yes, he was a rapper and now uh, <laughs> not was no, he's still now he's still a rapper. Well, look, I'm look, I'm hey man, I'm this is how old I am. I remember like the first Jay Z videos, like I remember right. when he was wearing baggy pants and talking about selling crack. Ah uh, man, not more than that, man. We're talking about uh, who you wit uh, where ah. he's in the suit. Uh, he's doing the pimp shit. Uh, I mean, look, I remember sure. all of it, man. Sure. Like, so I'm a ground level investor. Okay, but like, but anyway, so I say all that to say that if Jay Z and Beyonce were named this kid culture, Jay is in an upper echelon of business and of life and beyond a brand maker like for sure that's yeah that's who he is and beyonce in the same writ in the same vein yeah i the mean queen. if she tweets i read somewhere if she tweets a bit a brand she will make a million dollars for sure if she wrote i'm having a pepsi she would make a million dollars just for doing that right because the, those Damn, are influencers. I need to be yeah. Beyonce. I mean, so, Meek Mill said he freed her from jail. I mean, she, she freed, freed him, him from jail. I believe it. that much influence. Right. So, yeah. so with that being said, you might have some rumblings, I think, in the black community if like, they were to say, like, oh, we named a good culture. Like, uh, but they're not going to come at – They're not. There's, there won't be as much fervor for them as there would be for Cardi B and Offset because they aren't in the same lane. Okay, I have so many questions okay, about that. Okay, so wait, is so so I mm, I'm kind of trying to say like so is it you go Glenn. Okay, yeah. so I, have, I have several thoughts. Yeah. So let's look at the fact that Beyoncé and Jay-Z have been in the industry for at least a decade. Yeah. So they've been able to I don't want to say shed like where they came from, but, but kind of and Cardi B are kind of new, so they're still owning where they came from. They haven't yeah. been able to ascend to the 
the part of fame that quote unquote makes you uh, transcend, transcend race. race. Right. You, you owe know? me a sandwich. You know, yeah. there we go. So they haven't reached that point yet, but they also are like holding on to it. And I don't believe that even, I, I want to hope that no matter how far they go, they'll, they'll, they won't, they will not shed where they came from. Sure. Um, because they're also coming up in an era, like they're rising to fame in an era where shit like that is celebrated to an extent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they also are sort of capitalizing off of yes. it, which makes people Cardi B's too. whole brand is being ratchet. Right. Yeah. And which I can say that because I'm black. Sort of. Don't fucking call her ratchet if your name is super Becky. complicated, though. But I, I, I do agree. Yeah. I totally feel that if Jay-Z and Beyonce named their child culture, nobody would say shit. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't even be an issue. No one would say anything. Okay, but I mean, black people have been naming their kids funny names for years, and by funny, I feel bad even saying that. But you know, a collect like different, just creative, um, like like they made the name themselves. Yeah, non-traditional. Sure, man. For years, celebrities do. So that's what I was trying to get at about this article Mm -hmm. in Vogue. Yeah. It's the last time I'm gonna do it. No, I'll do it if you don't. Yeah, yeah we can just make it a thing. I like those yeah. a little like a, yeah. We could even try and work Vogue into sentences, just you know, like, just as know. much as we can say. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, like maybe we're... naming your kid a funny name will become in Vogue, right? Mm. But like, why is it that like uh-huh, white uh-huh. celebrities it's considered eccentric, but for and it only seems to me that like with uh, Cardi B and Offset, people called it ghetto. Sure, like, right? Blue Ivy. That shit is ghetto. Like, if we're... Okay. Kind of. kind of what I wanted to get into, too. <laughs> yeah. I'll ask all this. In a good Question way. Question for the group. Sure. I love Blue Ivy. Great name. Great name. Is there a spectrum of ghetto names? For me, mm, I think that it's like... Interesting. If, you're, if, you're an, if your name is a noun, low-key... <laughs> like, what so do you like mean? brick. Yeah. <laughs> like, a new, new, women, new girl's named Diamond. Or, oh. like, mm, boy's right. named Prince. Cinnamon. Or, yeah, like, things that are, like, inanimate objects. Right. Right. Are te- because there's also this... Thing. Or even a vibe, like, essence. Exactly, oh. right? Like that? But because nice you're thing. trying to sort of, like, draw on a feeling or a thing that is associated with some goodness, because we're talking about, like, positivity and goodness being born out of a, a, the quote-unquote ghetto, which is where people have been ostracized from having any access to anything... So it's like a reach towards something that is empowering. But right. Yeah. If you're going to name your child something that's a fucking noun or that has like mad syllables. Yeah. Like what is the spectrum of ghetto names? Well, white people's names, white, white celebrities names fall on that shit. Shit. Fuck even white celebrity names. You know how many Orleys I know in my life? Orly. I heard of an Orly today. What is that? What's that's Orly? A, Orly is a name. White people name. Ethel. I mean, I'm just thinking of all the white, like... Oh, 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 I'm going to make you chuckle. Hang like, on one there's second. just so many names that from oh, white people that you're just like, you'd name your kid. So, real fast. Orson. The whitest girl names in America are Molly, Amy, Claire, Emily, Madeline. Okay, I'll skip. Man. The blackest girl names are Imani, Ebony, Shanice, Aaliyah, Precious, Nia, Deja, Diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I know somebody named every single one of those. Me ones. too. <laughs> yeah. Whitest boy names: Jake, Connor, Tanner, Wyatt, Cody, Dustin, Luke, Jack, Scott, Tanner, Logan. Tanner and Tanner and Logan sound like their parents would cover up a murder for them. <laughs> Blackest Dennis. boy names are Deshaun, DeAndre, Marquise, Darnell, Terrell, Malik, Trayvon, Tyrone, Willie, Dominique, Demetrius. 
Nothing Tanner, wrong nothing's wrong with these names. Tanner sounds. Tanner sounds like he would want to hang out with Demetrius. <laughs> Absolutely, because we can get into that. Because sure, we can talk about uh, starting bothering you. Oh man! I Did you that. see it? I watched it, man. We'll talk about. We'll talk about, we, we'll talk about it at the end. We can talk about it. Okay, let's pin it. Let's just put, a pin put a pin in it. That's why people right. like to say. We'll pin it. <laughs> Wait, just circle real back. quick though. We'll circle back to it. So does does culture with a K get a pass because she's rich? Like if well, if, if a girl well, from Brownsville's culture is. is it's a, it's a different world. Absolutely. What like a, like a oh you mean like in in the world? Oh, in the world. I mean. It'd be, Her resume is getting looked be, over. Well, assuming she's even a p- putting one in, if she's culture from Cardi B, like she ain't no, 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 no. If she was, I'm saying Cardi Brownsville B. culture. Oh yeah. Oh, if Brownsville culture, <laughs> yeah, not, not yeah. Hollywood culture, not Hollywood culture. <laughs> yeah. If Brownsville culture put in her resume, that's getting skipped. Absolutely. Like I mean, we've seen it. Like yeah, for sure. How that? That's how the world works, right? So then, as black people, then. Even knowing that history, because it's actually a statistical fact that, like, white—if you have a white name, your resume is more likely to get sure. chosen for a, an Yo, interview, right? Jim Search has gone to the top, and then when I've gone in, mm-hmm. like, well, uh, oh, okay, yep, we yep, thought, yep. but but now you're here. But then right. I go, oh, hi, how are right. you? Maybe you can help with our diversity. Uh, but anyways, sorry but, to bother you. It was based on my life. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but so so we. We understand that there are actual real life implications. Like, who cares if you like the name or not? It actually could affect your kid's life. Sure. Um, mm. But does that mean that we tailor our kids' names because we want to give them a better like, sort of right. chance? Right. We're feeding into the white man's rules. Well, then yeah. I guess then begs the question as to like, what? Uh, how far does respectability politics go? Mm. Right? right. Because it's like. You know, I know that if I want to live an unapologetically black life and do the things that I mm-hmm. want to do, that there are going to be consequences in a white America, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or any America, anywhere you go, really. So with that being said, like, if you name your kid culture because you're like, I'm going to be unapologetically black, you got to know there are gonna be, there's going to be consequences for it. Yeah. Your kid's resume is going to be skipped over. Yeah. Or, when your kid, when you uh, have your kid apply to some school, they're going to look at her some sort of way. Like these are the things that you got to remember uh, if that's the life you want to go for. And I'm not saying you shouldn't because you should be as black as fuck, be extra black, be 107 percent black. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But like, just I mean, it's that's a game, man. That's how this shit goes. It's just interesting how like we don't like outwardly call that shit racist, though. Like, maybe we... I think we do. There was that whole YouTube video that I was showing you earlier, Glenn, and it's called uh, 60 Ghetto Names. Have you heard of it, Jim? No, I haven't heard of it. It's a hot fucking mess. It has 449,369 views. Like, it's, it's a big YouTube video. And, like, basically they go through, and maybe at this point we'll, like, drop in a little clip of it. Sure. But... They go through and they make fun of all these names and like all the comments are crazy and it's well, racist. But the names are like Shaniqua, Watermal Andrea. One of them is one of them was King Kong Keisha and one of them was Girl. One of them was that shit fucked me the fuck up. I hated that Obama Niqua. Yeah. Now are these actual names or are they like no? This is them trying to be funny and snarky, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it reminds me of the fucking Key and Peele sketch where they took 
um, what was it? They took uh, football players who were coming in for the draft. Or no, not the draft, but they were like announcing the football oh, players. Oh, I think I saw I this. Like, mm-hmm. My name is Debrickashaw Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And like, he, there's actually someone named Debrickashaw uh, Ferguson. Right. Um, <clears throat> but same idea is that like we're going to take now. I mean, some would argue like, is there a nuance from what Keen Peel were doing? That's a whole other argument. But, I mean, certainly it does remind me of, like, all right, we're just going to make fun of black people names. And, For sure. And it'll be, oh, this is silly. I can't believe they named their kid that. So the kind of angle that I was trying to get at in this piece for Vogue yeah, was there that. It <laughs> there it is. Um, I think these names are beautiful. So I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today. Her name is La Paris. Wow. She um, works at a place where they were telling her that she should drop the La from the Paris because – some of her, the people that she works with might be confused and Paris might be easier for them to hear. That's and, okay. And someone said Not my problem. to her, um, oh, your mom had to make it super French. Like Paris wasn't enough. She had to add a lot on it. And she said, actually, it has nothing to do with that at all. My mom's name is, I can't remember. It was like maybe La something. And her, her, her mom's best friend's name was Paris. So it was mm. a, actually a bridge between the two of those. And actually, and like when I first met her, I made the assumption that it was like an extra like La Paris thing. Right. But really, that name was like, oh, my best friend's name is Paris. Perhaps she held me down when I was pregnant, right? Or whatever. And I'm I'm paying homage to her. Yeah. And I think our names, or like, I mean, I can't say that our the three of us sitting around this table even have those kind of names per se. Um, but black or quote unquote ghetto names in general pay a sort of homage or tell a story in a way that no other names do. They have meaning and it like, that's, I feel like that's something that's pretty, uh, uh, universal. Like names should mean something. Like you don't just name your kid. I mean, maybe you do just name your kid Adam because that's Just just a name, but, but turns out, or chances are that it means something maybe to your family. Maybe your great-grandfather's name was Adam. So that's why you chose that name. So in the black community, we are just creative fucking human say, beings. We're creative as fuck. So like we're going to take it there. We're going to take it there. Like, my husband's name is Chris. My name is Chelsea. We're going to have Chris Chelsea. And why the or fuck Chris not? And what's wrong with that? <laughs> why can't I pay homage to... like? I would love, I think it's empowering for my child to carry sort of the spirit of people that came before them or, or carry a story with them and yes. to like walk through life. Yes, I think so too. And to be a unique being on, the pla- on this planet. Like my name is Chelsea and I've always kind of resented that because it's so fucking white. Or like, just like standard. It's so standard. And like my name does have meaning. Like my mom came to this country, was working in Chelsea, Manhattan. And like for her, it has a lot of meaning. She was like, you know, I was seeing Chelsea all the time. But like my middle name is Sade, which is funny because our co-host's name mm-hmm. is Sade. Well, that's not even her fucking name. <sighs> um, but my middle name is Sade. And I always wish that was my first name because to me that's way more ethnic. Oh. Ooh. Let's get into it. Like I love, and I love my last name. My last name is Rojas, and I'm like, I like that. I love that. Like I don't, I don't want to give that up for some whack ass name. Like that's devoid of culture. Yes, I, 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 like I you know, uh, you know, know who I, I am. You kind of know what I am. You know about me just by knowing my name, and I love, love that. I love that, and I think, I mean, before us, people would not want to be able to be like identified. 
racially by their name, right? Yeah. So it's empowering that we can, and I don't know that we can fully even do that comfortably now, but shit, I had a whole point that I lost. Would you name your kids anything like that? Oh, okay, here it goes. It was that I find that, like, you know, we look at, like, quote-unquote African names. They're so indistinguishably African, right? Right. So I feel like, why not carve out that lane for ourselves as black people? Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that, like, you know, there is that sort of, I mean, that measure of oppression, right? Mm -hmm. That, like... If you do name your kid culture or if you name your kid whatever you want to name it, uh, you, him or her, or however your child identifies, I do not know your child's struggle, uh, that you are going to have to, there, it, it's going to come back on that, it's going to come back to you that other way, that you are going to, your kid's going to be judged on the sake of their name. Yeah. They won't be judged on who they are as a person yeah. because when that resume slides across the table, they're going to go, oh, no, I already know what this person is. It's like, well, you don't. Yeah. So, you know, I think if you, you know, and it's kind of like that old idea, that old adage of, like, freedom isn't free or whatever yeah. dumb shit you want to say, right? But just with that being said, that, like, if you are going to live as, I'm coming back to the point again, but, like, if you're going to live as a person of color in your own skin and be unapologetic, there will be repercussions. Mm-hmm. That's just how the like we can't not be that. Like that's just who yeah. we are. It's scrubbed in the DNA of the fabric of America. Is that that's what it is? So I say all of that to say that if you do it, I mean I think we should, but you just you got to be ready, man. And you know, yeah, come with it. Understand that when your kid gets a frappuccino at Starbucks. They gonna they're gonna fuck gonna up their butcher name. that fucking. Gonna, yeah. I fucking gonna. hate that Starbucks. Ask me how to spell it. Right. Yeah, we could yeah. do that. Just That's... fucking ask me. I really feel like that we should go on some big ass. There should be like a movement, a revolution, a revolution. of as black people, we're gonna do our names. Why do we have to have white names? Right, because I feel like quote unquote black names, ghetto names, are totally invented within our communities. Yeah, and why don't we just own those and love as them, names that celebrate are them, created out of our communities. And normalize them. And it's but so... normalizing them as to who's standard, but, of course, but yeah. But what, I mean, you know, obviously, yes, we should, and I, I agree. Um, however, the internalized racism and the other factors that are at play are certainly standing in the way of that. So of it's course. just like, well, what do you, respectability politics, perfect, perfect case where it's like, well, what do you think they're going to think about you if you, if that's your name? You yeah. Know? Like, so, yeah. you know, you can't, you know... Look, I mean, man, I feel you. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I certainly don't. I, I love doing black people shit all the time, and I'll always do it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I'm just, you know, it's who I, it's in, it's in who I am as a person to not have to, to never apologize for who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm, that's not who I am. I mean, ironically enough, raised by a uh, crazy white woman, so we brought that <laughs> out, but. <laughs> I, I tend to There's, think that, that's like, that if conversation. you're. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there. Throw it out. By a crazy white woman, mixed man could identify as black, would walk through the world with the world perceiving him as black. I feel like I'm going to assume that your mom probably encouraged you to, like, connect with that. Well, can I make that? Yeah. Well, um, from what she knew, because, I mean, I'll, I'll say that, like, you know, there wasn't a lot of knowledge of 
mm-hmm. the black experience. I mean, that's not by her fault because yeah, she's sure. not black. So mm-hmm. right. there's that. But, you know, there is there was that piece of just like, you know, I mean, look, it's a crazy thing to say, but there was definitely measures of white entitlement that like I grew up watching and just being like, oh, you can yell at a store owner like this. But you, realize you could not claim but mm. I did. I well, there was that. There was that moment where I was like, "Oh no!" But I can't. Right. Or that if I do that, I'm going to be fucked with. But right. I, but it's certainly like. I mean, I give a quick anecdotal story about how like I've I've told this story to like my uh, black friends. And they're like, oh, "I'd have just walked away because right. this, this is crazy." But um, like. Uh, oh, way back when, before Uber and Lyft existed, this is how old I am. Uh, <laughs> we used to have to hail a cab, right? And uh, oh, way back, I used to hail a cab. Uh, but, they never stopped. Oh, but, is that where you're getting? Well, here's okay. what here's what I would do because again, I was taught at a very young age. You don't take shit from anybody out here. That's right. just how this is going to work. Can I? Who taught you that? Your mom? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, here we are. <laughs> right. Uh, so I say all that to say that, like, very, very long story short, I would hail cabs. I'd be in, like, Union Square, for those listeners, that's Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be in Manhattan. I'd hail a cab. The cab driver would go, you know, where are you going? And i go, oh, I'm, I'm going to Brooklyn. Woo! And he'd be like, oh, well, I'm not going there. And it's like, well, here's the thing. Now... You legally have to. Well, legally you have to, but what I would do because I was stupid is I would tell them where I'm going before I got in the cab. Yeah. No, you got to let them you drive. Only, you, no, you yeah. sit in the car. No, you get in the car because yeah. that's what I would do. So I'd get in the car. Mm-hmm. Or the guy's like, you know, where are you going? There's been quick side side note. Um, I would just have fun with this sometimes where they're like, where are you going? And I'd get in the car and be like, oh, I'm going to like 7th and A. And then I'd go, I'm just kidding. I'm going to Brooklyn. Cute. I, yeah. I fuck with that yeah. shit. Yeah, I, I, I lied. We're going yeah. to Brooklyn. So anyway, so I got in the car once and the guy, I was like, I'm going to Brooklyn. And he's like, oh, I'm not going that way. I'm like, well, here's the problem is that you're a cab driver and I got in your car. Right. If I walked into Dwayne Reed and said, take me to Brooklyn, you could be like, no, because right. that's not my job. Right. However, you are in a yellow car right. that says taxi on it. So yeah. guess what happens next? You have to take me to Brooklyn. Anywhere in the tri-state area. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, the only place you can go, yeah, uh, uh, Jersey or anywhere else. No, I think they have to go to Jersey. Well, we'll we'll look after. Well, Google it. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Disclaimer, you know, retraction yeah. of this. Uh, so anyway, all that to say that I got in the cab. I was just like, well, we're going to Brooklyn, and he's like, well, I'm not doing it. I'm like, well, we're just going to sit here, and now I'm going to report you. So I got on the phone. I called three one one. And I'm on the phone with them, and I'm like, yeah, you know, the medallion number is such and such, and I'm right. going through the motions of reporting. And meanwhile, people are walking up to the cab thinking it's an open cab because we haven't gone anywhere. Right. So in, in true indignant fashion, I'd roll the window on and go, oh, no, I'm not done with him yet. And then yes. we'll just keep going yes. reporting him. So then finally, because now I'm costing him money. This More is money. some white man shit, This Jim. is Oh, yeah. No, oh. We've, ele- we've escalated this. Okay. But then we could get into, like, what's what does that mean? But you right? also kind of deserve good customer service. There's Yeah, I mean. Why the, is that a white man thing? Okay, keep going. Uh-huh. Right. So then all that to say that basically what I'm saying is, is that I'm like a civil rights warrior. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so at this point, as I'm, like, just letting these people know, like, oh, no, 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 he's still got more left. I'm not yep. done. I'm so not he, getting out the cab. I'm not getting out of shit. So he then gets out of the car. He opens the door. 
And I'm like, okay, so now we're going to double down on this because you've opened the door and I'm telling you right now, if you fucking touch me, mm. we're going to have more of a problem. So yeah. do you want to do that? Because I'm already on the phone at 311. We can make another phone call. I don't give a fuck. And so then he sits there. He eats it. So that I finish the call. And then I get out. And he, he's already got back in the car. I get out. And because I'm like the mayor of Pettytown, I just <laughs> left the car door open. So he had to get out and close it. I'm your constituent. Oh, great. Good. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the cabinet. So then, so then he had to fucking close the door after I got out. And I said, oh, you'll be hearing from 311 about all of this. So then, sure enough, I get a letter from Three on One, and this is what's so great about it is that you don't. People used to think that you had to like go down to like court and do all this shit. You don't do that. They take your phone testimony. It's so mm. it's so like citizen friendly because mm. they don't. New York City don't play that shit. Wow. So didn't know that. Oh yeah, man. Look, I'm like the Sun Tzu of fighting these motherfuckers. I let people kick me out of their cars. Oh man. All so the time. so I say all of that to say that when I've told my friends, my black friends, the story, they're just like, I'd have just gotten out. Like, why? Right. Why are you doing all this? Yeah. And I'm just like, well, because again, at a very young age, it was. Oh, you can just yell at these people? This is yeah. great. I love this. Right. So I learned that, you know, through all that, that there's a side that it's just like, you should get custom. You should get perfect. You should, you should have access to customer service. Right. There's nothing that should be between you and going to Brooklyn. Right. The, you can go to Staten Island. It doesn't right. matter. Because You're paying money. You're not I'm trying paying, to get there for free. I'm not trying to go there for free. Right. You, this is contractually, you're obligated to do it's that. It's your job. So... All of that to say that the dude ended up getting fined like fifteen hundred bucks <gasps> and got like three points on his license. <gasps> Get it. And so then I said, just I wish I could have told him. It's like, you know, I would have tipped you, right? <laughs> but you wanted to pay fifteen hundred dollars. Bitch, I'm fall out. But you just wanted shit. To, I, I didn't know we had all that power. Okay, but, that's. I like, want to ask a question. Did sure. we talk about? With the ethnicity of the driver. I bet oh, it yes. was a man of color. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a yeah. I mean, Middle Eastern. Was he too. Arab? Yeah, Arab. I dude. think that, to me, that's really interesting is that when, like, people that are not from New York or America come here, they internalize these stereotypes oh, about us. And they don't even know where they come from. Mm. It's like, why is this driver putting this fucking stigma on me? Well, and you know what's the crazy thing? It's not, it wasn't really about Brooklyn. It was a, that you were a black color. man. If a well, white girl was like, so take crazy. me to Brooklyn, he would go fucking go to Brooklyn. Well, now, I've certainly had... Yes, you are right, Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but the other sort of like... I would... It's a cover story, but like in some respects, like I get it. But why they Sorry. are also on top of the racial implications... The other reasons why they're so hesitant to do that is that if you are a cab driver... And let's say we're in middle of Manhattan, right? And you drive to Brooklyn late at night, you're not going to get a fare back into Manhattan. Right. Yeah. So financially, it's not to your benefit to do that. It's not conducive. Yeah. Right. For sure. So then there's that piece to it, which, I mean, ultimately is bullshit because where I, the neighborhood I live in is, you know, I'm in, we're in Crown Heights, but um, I would tell the drivers like, look. Just so you know that if you take me and we're talking, I can tell you the route that you need to go back because you go right down Bedford Ave, you're going to catch all the hipsters that are trying I to go back. I do the in. same thing. Right. And they would go, oh, I'll give you the route. I'll give you the route. So it's going to get you a fair right. back. So there is those implications, but ultimately that doesn't matter because 
your That's job. The job you chose. This is the job you chose. If I fuck man, if I walked into Sue's rendezvous and I was like, "Hey, does anybody want to take me home?" They're like, "Well, we're strippers. We're not cab drivers, so you right. can't do that." Exactly. Why well, do you think it's not? The, it's not necessarily the job they chose, but the job they. It's, found, but it's the job that, that they are in that they're doing that they're doing. But then the way that they work that job, like those rules are perpetuated on them by something else. It's just, I don't. I think there's that 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 idea is learned to not pick us up. They yeah. got that from someplace, mm-hmm. some someone else. Yeah, that would not be their inclination. Sure, I mean, do you but, think it's their fault? I, I don't right, think it's their what, fault. I was gonna say something, but I've it might offend cabs left and right. And it might offend someone. But I'm gonna say it. There are niggas that act dumb in cabs. I mean, I've known people. That I've known have people run to out of cabs, run have, out on the fair. Like I'll be right back, and they don't come back. Yeah. But I don't know how many times you have that you encounter that that you feel like I'm never gonna pick up a black person. I, I just don't think they've encountered that that many times. Me neither. Well, like maybe you, it's a, it's maybe you dealt idea, with. Yeah. And to be honest, I know some white niggas that did that. Like absolutely. I'm sure. not thinking about our high our high school age, like. I'm remembering, you know, before Uber, when we were in high school. Um, oh, when all I was of our, like 30. I was high school, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I was 35. All of our white friends, they would do stupid shit. Like, I remember one time it was uh, New Year's, so that's fucking freezing in New York City. Right. And yeah. how many people can you fit in a cab? You can fit three in the back and one in the front, so four. And I think there were like five Maybe of us. Maybe five you could squeeze. Well, but they don't like that. Right. They it's, hate that. I think it's illegal. They kick that ass out. But I was with, yeah, I was, oh I was with all white guys, and there were five of us. And I want to say his name so bad. Don't do it. But I won't say it. He's a pretty entitled white boy. Uh-huh. And he was like, yo, we're not getting out the cab. There's five. We're not getting out the cab. I would never. And, you, and you're taking us to Brooklyn. Well, I'll get out. Park Slope, but on, still Brooklyn. But like <laughs> on like one front. it's like And the cab driver the, did it. Well, of yeah, of course he did because he buckled under it. Because the white like, man was in the front seat. But like if he, but like if he were to stand his ground and be like, I'm not doing it because it's against the law, or against right? Whatever, he could have done that, but he didn't. But he no, didn't. Is my point? Yeah, and no. I, and me as a as a small girl, like roaming the streets of New York City, I've like hailed a cab and had a cab driver give me a problem to go to Brooklyn, and I'm like, Yo, I'm I've not been getting out, out your on cab. street corners all over. No, you don't get out. Don't get yeah. out. So I mean, but when it's I was different. In but it's you know, hailing was, a cab. But I, I have to say, and now I'm not, believe me when I say this, I'm certainly not trying to mansplain in any respect, but I would think that it would be a different dynamic as a woman to sit in a car and be like, well, I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because you would this think, motherfucker. But that's actually incorrect. Well, okay. I've had drivers, well, maybe, Glenn, you can speak to your experience. Mm-hmm. I'll speak to mine. I've had drivers that don't give a fuck. And I've literally had the no. conversation like, don't you have sisters or a mother? It's actually not no, no, safe no. for me to get out the cab. That's right what now. I'm. But that's what I'm saying is, is that like for a woman who's in a situation? Because I know, look, I know women who've been almost raped by cab drivers, mm-hmm. where they've driven up into Central Park for and sure. then like, yeah, this yeah. is where it's going to go sure. down. So what I say that is, is that like for me, the privilege that I have is that I can sit in a car and be like. Well, I'm not fucking going anywhere. Do oh, you want to yeah, yeah. do you want to get out and square and you're up with me? Sparring man to man. Yeah, right. like I, like if Whereas you, like, we might feel a little threatened. Where you might feel threatened. Like if you tried to do the same shit that I did in Union Square, I'm just saying as a hypothetical, yeah, yeah. like if you were I would do same, it. Yeah, well, I I know, but yeah. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like in the hypothetical, let's yeah. say that we're in the same situation. you're in that situation and this cab driver is just like, Look, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Right. If you like there might be a woman who's like, you know what? Right, I've been I, beat up before, and right. I'm not trying to do this right. shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Totally. So, like, 
you know, it's 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 a different. I I again, every woman's different, and their stories are different, etc. Yeah. But like, there it, it'd be remiss of us to not say that there isn't a situation where a woman might be where I am and be like, you know what. I'm, just gonna, I'm not, not going to fight this fight because it's not safe for me. It's not safe for me to fight this fight right. at perhaps, three in the yeah, morning. Perhaps I've, I, I feel some kind of way about being docile, like a fear that pushes me into being docile. But it makes me think about like Elaine Welteroth, the former editor-in-chief of uh, oh, yes, Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue. She posted this whole shit yes. about the ways she was in an Uber mm-hmm. and the Uber driver dropped her off like blocks ahead of her destination. Mm-hmm. This happened to me so many times and I've gotten out of Ubers and fucking mapped where Fuck I was supposed to go here. and I've walked. I'm paying versus being dropped off in front of my destination. Nope. Oh, you can report those Uber motherfuckers oh, too. Oh, and she did that. But she, it turned yeah. into the whole thing. He called the cops on her. He said that she... He said she, she hit, hit him. her but she had the camera on. She was like... Yeah. I didn't hit you. Like, you're saying I'm hitting you, and the camera's actually on, and I didn't hit you. Yeah, so that's not true You're all. just and, refusing and, to take me to where I I'm. mean, can we think about, this is a wild card, but, like... Take it there. Can this person, this driver, throw it out there and be believed that this passenger had done this thing? Yeah. Thank that, God for smartphones. Right? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is an equalizer. It's yeah. A totally, well, yeah. it's supposed to be an equalizer. Yeah. That's a whole other yeah, it's not conversation. Always. So I hope you listeners are enjoying that. Just yeah. this lighthearted banter it's about. Super dark. Yeah. yeah super we dark. went dark. Being road. black is hard. Yeah. Being give black. us our reparations. Yeah, I want everything. <laughs> give, me, give me my free Popeye's chicken. I want chicken. my money. I want my Popeye's chicken franchise right now. Give me my Western <laughs> Is beef. Is that what I you want would want? <laughs> You're ridiculous. I want my Western beef. I want to be a regional manager. This yeah. girl I Give know, like her name is Morgan Parker. She's a poet. Great. She does she talks a Western series beef. called Reparations Live. She Ooh. talks to different uh, black writers about how oh. they would like to receive the reparations. And it could go anywhere. I went to one where a woman it's, said she wants white women to feed her grapes that are peeled while she's <laughs> in a bathtub. So how would y'all like to receive reparations? Oh, that's Ooh, great. Man. I like so wait, this question. So wait, real, real quick. Is this like a, a series she does or something? Yeah, it's like a... Um, yeah, it's a series probably is, every few months. With is it like a live show or yeah, something? Yeah, live show. I want, I want to do it so bad. We got, we got to link you. Oh, yeah, yes. definitely. If you, I would love to do that because yeah. I would be really funny. It'd be so oh much fun. Oh, my God. Um, and I say that just because I've been funny once. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so what would what would my reparations be? I guess just a regional manager of a Western Beef. I get five, five stores. I could shop there anytime I want. Give me groceries. Island. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke, man. Come on now. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard me you recently. Anything, anything you want anything. ever. And I'm not giving you one way that you want to receive reparations. Give you could give me a few a few Oh different different ways. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Let's say about five. Five ways. All right. Uh so I think Wow, this is so great. What a great question. Yeah. And like anything. Like there's right. no anything. caveat. But like you know, reasonable. Like I can't be, be realistic. Like, what would you? Act, oh, you know? realistically. Yeah. Say but, I'm I mean, a white woman in power, listening to you right now. Oh, then Ooh, you, being a white woman. Yeah. Well, the you power just, I feel. Say I am a white woman. Did it feel Ooh. good? You just. I feel wave powerful a wand. and rich. You just wave a wand over it. Yeah. And it fixes it. So I could actually give you these things. So oh, okay. give me real So make things. it good. Don't oh. make it crazy. Count. Oh, make make it count. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I think. Um, I would, this is funny. Um, I would let uh, Barack Obama just have a dictatorship and just let him run our country forever. Yes. And then he could then, uh, anoint and sire, like just an actual monarchy where like he would just anoint and sire, 
uh, his uh, Sasha would take over the throne at some point, and we just run it like a uh, uh, like Black England for right? like four hundred years at for least. Like four, at I least, yeah. It. So that would be one way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, a lifetime supply of Jordans. That would be, of course, and polo would, shirts. You like and polo, polo shirts? Um, <laughs> he has a polo right now. Jim yeah. stays with a polo. Come yeah. On. So then, of course, it ain't Ralph though. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> it, well, it's, low life. The, the, two L's it's a up. Very black thing we the, could get into. Two L's up. One L means nothing without the other. I don't know other. what that means. I used to date uh, a man that was in the low. Oh really? Oh yeah. We talk oh, we'll talk. It. We'll talk after the show. Um, Wait, no, what's I, low lives? Oh well, let's talk. Who are the low lives? Yeah. Uh, they were a group of uh, individuals from Brooklyn uh-huh, who. Yeah. Um, Frequent who enjoyed wearing polo. Okay. Um, I would say someone even argue on an obscene level. Yeah. Like, I mean, socks, sneakers, shirts, shoes, boxers. hats, boxers. They know they're making a white person more rich. Well, right. there's a there's actually a really great documentary called Horsepower, okay. and it talks about uh, polo's influence on hip hop mm. and how it moved from. I mean, they and it's really great because they they of course you got to talk about the low lives in Brooklyn, right. yeah. but then they talk about. Uh, Chicago um, and how polo in hip hop was so big there. Atlanta in the South, that was a real benchmark in the hip hop community. And how um, one of the uh, interesting points they made in the documentary was about how uh, one of the things that hip hop does is that it moves in such a in such a way that it decides what's cool. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter where it comes from or who it is or even if it certainly there is that you know, you were making a white guy rich. They said, no, we like this thing. So we're going to do this. Right. And we don't care what, what that looks like. So like right. there's people, there's groups or whoever would try and placate to hip hop and say, well, no, nah, we don't want to do that. And mm-hmm. it's almost one of those things where it's like, this is so far from who we are. Yeah. As country yes. club players. Yes. I know. So you're going to see like, some Were they real, going to the polo club? You'll see some. No. You'll see some of these low lives who, if you looked at them, you're like, oh, you're on your way to the Hamptons. Because they no. are dressed right. as such, like Oxfords and For fucking sure. Ascots and all sorts that's of crazy hilarious. shit. But that's one of the driving forces as to why they were like, yeah, this is a part of our culture because it's so far outside of what you would think of us. And Do so you, now here we are. Did the brand, in the documentary, did they touch on like the brand's reaction? Like, were they like, oh, you're ghetto fine our They did. That is. Well, you're they ghettoing did. our brand because black is they mainstream. Okay. They did because um, what they recently and you know if you look at it now, but um, they recently re-released the uh, Snow Beach uh, over or uh, over like, the whole Snow Beach line, mm-hmm. which was made basically hip hop underground famous by Raekwon. He mm. wore it in Can It All Be So Simple, 1994. He wore it there and it blew up. And mm. people were like, I got to get the Snow Beach. It became such an exclusive piece of polo. Mm. So then they re-released it recently, I think, or this year. Mm. They re-released it, and they had Raekwon as someone who was an ambassador. They had oh, Thurston Howell the Third, Thurston Howell the Third, legendary lowlife, who was doing modeling what? for polo. I'm, I just so, looked it up online. There's a website that's selling the Snow Beach jacket man, thing for $1,215. Absolutely. Right. And that's Look. why I'm saying that black people create culture and we do it within the inner cities. But I was very interested in what you said was that it was less about like an aspiration towards like whiteness, white culture or status and more so like from what I gathered from you, 
emphasizing that we too can occupy those spaces, like and, an awareness of that, and yeah. we have the control of what's cool. Yeah. And there, and we are the tastemakers. And that's yeah, the other absolutely. part is that we are the people that make this make this popular. I mean, for God's sake, but why like, don't we? Why don't we? Mm, what? Like, why is it Fubu still popping? Like, why? I'm about to buy Mad Fubu. Don't bite me because I'm already <laughs> looking at it on my eBay and don't do it. I'm, I'm wearing. Gonna, I'm wearing. I'm gonna wear for Fubu, us by us. Echo Red and Nietzsche, all that. Shit. Like, you know, like, why quick, are we taste making? Echo we're Red is a making white man. these people In- fucking rich. Interesting side note about Fubu is uh, LL Cool J uh, did a Gap commercial. Uh, mm-hmm. This was years ago, and he snuck a Fubu hat into the commercial. Yes, so, I love that. Yeah, this is a little. But uh, to your to your point, I mean, sh- I mean, it's kind of like you're right. Like it's a it's a question that why don't we create this our own brand, and why don't we support? I mean, it's like black dollars mean something, right? Like mean a lot. We spend a lot of fucking money. But then, you know, and it kind of comes back to like what happens with, you know, what happens when we try and do a black wall street or what happens when we do try and take our money and reinvest in ourselves is that we get massively fucked with and the government comes down on it because they know that that's not a good sign is financial independence. They're so afraid of us. Absolutely. As They, they should be. Because black is beautiful. Buy all the polo you want because it's a great brand. <laughs> I love to wear. Buy it so the Fubu. Much. I have a polo and the House of Darion. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> to wear polo is subversive. I think. Yeah, we should. We should be able to like go through all. Modes. We should be able to wear the whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, I and mean, not have to be a political statement. And that's yo, but clothes. being black is a, is political. Everything yo, we apparently, do, be it, everything look, we do means something. And it's you know it's funny. I'm actually uh, in an argument with this uh, terrible uh, teacher. I used to, oh, I didn't have him in school, but in my high school he was, and he's he's racist as shit. Damn. Uh, but should you shout him out? Yeah, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to drop his name. Uh, right. But <clears throat> you know, one of the things he's. Uh, Anyway, uh, he's just, like, trying to talk shit to me about, like, what people of color should do in terms of protests. And I'm just like, well, you don't get to tell me any of that because you're a white dude. Uh, Oh, my God. I have an experience. Go. I want to tell you mine after. uh, But I say all that to say that, look, being black and alive is a protest. Yes. Yes. At this point in the game, like, if you are just a living black person, then you are actively protesting. Right. And if you're black and alive and joyous and free, that is the ultimate protest. And that's why I feel like. You ever seen a pool or a barbecue? Right. They don't like that anymore. They don't like that at all. So that's why we should go there and name ourselves whatever the fuck we want to name and just be free and be ourselves. Whatever the fuck you want. Considering the white gaze Listen, in my, anything that we yes. do, although the white gaze has so much control over the way we are able to live our lives, which is why we curtail ourselves. I went to look, them. Quick, yeah. quick yeah. note there. I went. Uh, my my girl just moved to Atlanta, and she's in she a, did. She didn't. Move to I didn't, I didn't know that. that. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, so she's down there, and she's in a nice building, and they have a pool. And I'll tell you, I was down there, and. I just walked around that pool and just smiled at everybody. Was <laughs> it very white? Yeah, yeah there's white people all over the place. Okay. So I just smiled and waved and I was like, oh, I wish he would. I'm ready. I am so ready. I have my phone ready. If someone Ooh. wants to ask me why I'm here, I'm so excited for you to talk to the internet because you are going all over it. I don't know if being if people understand like, oh God, this is going way further than we than we had planned. I'm so but just really that. fast, God, I have two things that I really want to say, but really fast on Fourth of July, I was have me on for part two. Though. Yeah, we should ah. have part two. 
I was at my friend's pool. He has a rooftop pool in in Soho. Okay. Very nice building, right? I imagine. And we went there for Fourth of July, and the fucking doorman did not ask anyone else what apartment they were from. We walked in there from Soho House. Like he is like he's good. He makes way more money than that. Is he black? Security guy. He's black. And he lives in the building. And he lives in the building. Right. Okay. And the guy goes, uh, uh, what apartment are you two from? To you? or To both of us. Oh, like to your friend, the guy to- who lives there, and you. Yes. Wow. Didn't ask anyone else. Yeah. And like people try to act like racism is over. That shit was racist. Like you didn't ask anyone else that. And we literally like pointed it out to him and he's like, no, I mean, I've been uh, checking yeah. everyone. I'm no, like, yeah, no. I'm actually watching you. And you only started checking people after I made that comment. And then mm. on top of that, we were like, you know, watching the fireworks, whatever. It's 4th of July. And all we hear is watermelon and picking cotton. And my friend flipped the fuck out. Well, he was like, wait, who's we didn't it? know what they were talking about. We clearly heard. Yeah, you know, they like pick cotton and, and uh, eat watermelon all the time. Wait, the security and my, said that. The security. Uh, but and my friend walked up to them and was like, so just so you know, I pay rent here, $5,000 a month here. So your job, you don't have it anymore. Yeah, you're done. Like, now I got a, now I got some money. So I, so I trump your whiteness a little bit. You know, yeah. I'm going to flex those, those, that money muscle. Yeah. You know? Like, so, what the fuck? Wow. That shit is still happening. So if you thought racism was dead, wake the fuck up and live in my skin for and I'm a, and I have light skin. Still living it. Oh my it. god, she owned it. Shut the fuck up. I like, would yeah. I would love although I would love to wonder how many like uh listeners to black girls texting are like, Well, I don't know if racism is No, we got Oh, you yeah, you're right. Our listeners are pretty woke. I was going to say we have some we have a lot of white listeners. No, I was going to say you may have they're white woke. listeners, but they're not going to be like, "Are you sure?" Oh, yes, yeah. yes. No, there's a there's probably a different podcast. Shout out to people. white people who actually get over their fucking uh, fragility and understand that shit is happening. Yo, shout and out, and they're trying to deal with it. Shout too. out to all the white people who hailed a cab for me. <laughs> yes. Oh, because I've done that though. <laughs> those yes. are the real. I've those are the real MVPs. Waited for them to put their hand out, and I've slipped inside. You and know what the I call cab that? driver is kind of looking like this is not what I thought I was getting, but you're already here. You know what, what is called? that thing? Don't it's be called, an ally. Be a. It's called the Snow White Switcheroo. That's oh, it has the, a name. I yeah, I gave it. I called my friends. Friend. I was just like, friends, can you get it for me? Because I can't get in. Wait, right. what's the thing? It's like don't be an ally. Be a cool. advocate. No, no, it's being it's accomplice. Deeper than that. Oh. Being be an accomplice. Yeah. Be a Snow fucking white switcheroo. It's a Snow- it. Yeah, well, it was a. I used to do this joke years ago, um, where back when cabs, were, the joke was relevant. But uh, I would talk about how uh, you know I would like hide behind the stool in true black people fashion. You use the <laughs> stool in comedy if you're black. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hid behind the stool, and I was like. Oh, so for those of you wondering what that's like to hail a cab, that's just uh, you wait behind a garbage can for a white woman to hail, and then you jump in as soon as she opens the door. That's kind of like cockold. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah, it did. Like in the pornos when. I know what a cuckold is. I can see Do you know? Picture. Yeah, it's like a, like a guy's like, yeah, I really want my dick sucked. And the girl's like, okay, my friend's going to come. And a man that's sucks his dick. Uh, yeah. That is. Um, that's no, a version of no, it. No, cuckolding is when. Uh, Usually a person of color is fucking somebody's, somebody's wife. Someone's wife, and then the guy yes. Is wa- and the guy but what you're talking about is like thug It's like, 
Oh, yeah. thug bait. Okay. Yeah, thug bait. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's like, I would say that's more like a reverse cuckold, if that such a thing You're exists. right, you're right, you're right. Um, I'm learning my porn terms. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, the horrible decisions. I, I've listened to all of them. I'm here for it. Oh, so, yeah. thank you, Jim. Yeah, no, that. I'm... Okay, so, so really quick. Yeah, we got to yeah, get so, up out of here. So our what, our what would you do? What would you do if it's someone at home? Okay, that was me yeah. singing I got a text from my friend about her being pregnant. She's 26 and doesn't feel ready and wants to have an abortion. Abortion. Um, I like that we just got done talking about thug bait and cuck holding, <laughs> but abortion is somehow off the table to say. <laughs> All right, just just so I understand the language out here. Abortion's going to hurt my feelings. Okay. Her boyfriend is third. We can get into that in another episode. All right, go on. Don't Sorry. cover your mouth, Glenn. All right. Her boyfriend is 30 and wants to keep it. Oh. This is me paraphrasing. My boyfriend is 30 and wants to keep it, and I want an abortion. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I guess flip a coin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Roll a dice. Uh, but no. I love my man, and I'm not trying to fuck up our relationship, but I really don't want this baby. So, all right. Well, I don't want to go first. You want to, you all. Okay. So I already know what I'm going to say, by the way. It's not, I'm not hedging my bets. Obviously, it's a woman's right to choose because it's her own body. Um, I feel like if I was in a relationship where I was like very deeply invested in this person, I thought we were building towards. And you're 26, right? My uh, inclination to feel like I was not ready would be because of my age. But if my man was older than me and made me feel like safe and that we'd be together, that I might feel more safe bringing this child into the world. Yes. Um, but on another level, I think it's so interesting. Okay, obviously a woman has the right to choose, right? It's her body. She's a birth child. She's to carry this child. Yeah. But oftentimes the man's like thoughts are like left out of the decision, right? Mm. Exactly. Remember, it's his baby too. Yeah. I was trying to think of, this wasn't a TV show. I think it was Girls. Uh-huh. Where, who was trying to have a kid? I don't watch that white shit. Yeah, hope, it was very white. I hope it's not Lena Dunham. I don't want her I to procreate at any point. And That'd like cool she that. didn't think about what the man might want. She was saying, I'm having an abortion because I'm not ready to have the child. Yeah. And he said he was. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. If That's fair. Made the child together. Yeah. But the woman has to carry it. Ultimately, she doesn't want to put that on her body. She has that choice. But I don't know. That's that's a. I mean. I might make him sign a contract. Like a that he's prenatal. Be accountable. Like, like not a prenup, but a prenatal. Literally. Yeah. I like, like that. A prenatal like, okay. contract. A prenatal like, contract. Okay, this is going to be very controversial, but my opinions on abortions are not so uh, pro-choice. They're, they, are you leaning more towards pro-life? Liberal? They're not as liberal as everything else, I believe. Okay. Because um, I, I just care so much about children, and I'm like, someone has to fight for them too, and like you're a grown-ass woman, so you knew what you were doing when you mm. laid down and didn't... It's different if you were raped. It's different if you... Whatever. She we don't... Was, they're using a condom and there was We don't have to step. get into it, but I'm saying if you're in an adult relationship, you're 26 years old and you get pregnant, I think you need to step the fuck up and deal with your responsibilities. That's so interesting what I realized now. Like, at my age, if I were to get pregnant, I would think about it... Think about, like having an abortion yeah much harder than i would have like four years ago yeah at 16 yeah it, you know you haven't even gone to college or maybe you know whatever but at 26 like you can have a child it would like be it's hard. gonna be tough it's right tough, it's gonna be tough but you can have a child especially so. if your partner is 
is saying, I am willing to be in this with you. I'm not right. leaving you out to dry. Right. Like for me, for me, you, you had a baby. Now you need to take care of it. At the same time. I mean, it would be hard, but I would probably still like not. So then it makes me make the tiebreaker. All right. Who wins? It, what's she going to do? Dun, Cause dun, she, dun. she has to she, listen to us. She, yeah. I mean, there's no, she has given all agency over to the black girls texting. Right. So yeah. now she to has the choice over her body. She, yeah. Now it, it's <laughs> our choice now for her yeah. body. Right. This totally makes sense. Um, so, <laughs> I would say that um, in line with the prenatal contract that we – she has to guarantee that we will have another LeBron James. That's the only way that this can work. <laughs> we Go have away! to have a NBA player, maybe a baseball player, um, maybe a brilliant scientist. Yeah. Basically what I'm saying president. is that I need to – I need the assurance that this child is going to financially set me up for success. You see how men think. This I'm is so – let's done with come back <laughs> to what – uh, is important, right? Okay, so Jim um, wants to play around. So no, I'll look. I'll answer the question for real. Okay, all right. Um, so um, much, uh, much aligned with uh, Glenn. I am certainly just a bleeding lefty who <laughs> thinks that women should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, because it's their body, their rights. They should do what they want to do. Um, it's this is actually not an easy question because, like, to your point, and also somewhat to you as well, Glenn. That uh, Glenn, sorry, uh, that. It is there. There's a guy that's involved. Like this is an interesting story yeah, because it's his baby norm- too. normally the guy is like, yeah, yeah, get rid of right. it, nuke this. I got to get to the club. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I ain't trying to live like that. But in this instance, I mean, the guy is like, I want us to have a kid. You uh, you don't really hear that too often. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know, man. It's tough because it's like, I guess, and this is kind of a cop out, but it's just like what context do we have here mm. we, i don't have any context yeah but if i just have to answer it off of sheer things i gotta gotta go back to the woman man like it's her i mean socially contract wise like just even whatever it's gonna be her responsibility yeah. this is her kid this is her nine months yeah of this baby child that's, that's gonna true. be in her body so she needs to have i think you know as much agency as he does but ultimately it's like it's almost like uh when you're like the uh, corporation stockholder like she has 51 percent of the stock yeah she it's her body he has 49 percent. yeah like it's a little bit more on the woman always it's a little so it's a lot a bit more on the woman yeah man because like he ain't carrying around no baby and he ain't trying to eat ice cream but just ladies understand an abortion is not i just saw that not easy movie i don't know if it's true I'm sure that, that and I feel like, becomes hard for a man to accept that, like, oh, I put, like, I went half on this seed. And she got child. rid of it. Yeah. yeah that and was a part of me, too. That just know, if you do have an abortion and this man really wants that baby, your relationship is probably forever damaged. Yeah. I think. I, I, I mean, that's, like... I'm not saying have a baby for your relationship, <laughs> but just understand that, like, I mean, if he's a breathing, caring loving man as he kind of sounds this is gonna for, for affect you all forever but i also am a little skeptical sometimes when men just want to have kids too 
because well i Again, i know this, this person, we don't but we, we don't, don't have the this person like, we are literally answering. i know this person and he has no kids this would be his first kid he loves her he wants a child okay well then that begs like are we answering the question with context or yeah. without oh we're answering with girl pray on it <laughs> <laughs> and on that note i'm uh, weak wait my really black fast, doing shit. black girl doing shit. Oh, yeah. black girl doing I had another shit. thought, but I did want to recommend. Uh, there's this uh, black woman author. Her name is Britt Bennett. She wrote a book called The Mothers, and it's actually all about this. Okay, this couple that uh, the woman gets pregnant, and there's sort of like push and pull between like, is she gonna keep it? Yes. What does the man want? What does she want? Mm-hmm. Super beautifully written a lot of uh tension and it's supposed to be being adapted into a film uh with uh carrie washington as the, okay. the lead the lead actress maybe i'll be in it as well <laughs> there you go you know what let's let's, 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 get, let's make that happen yeah let's see it actually let me uh let get you some agency i was trying to think about an unapologetically i don't want to say ghetto i'll say black uh-huh. person in media there's mm-hmm. a lot that i could think of but for some reason Lala Scissorhands came to mind because I fucking love her and she's so fucking hilarious. Yes. Her jokes are black as hell. Yes. And she comes on in all of her fucking skits with, you never know what color her hair is going to be. Yes. Which people associate with ghetto-ness and blackness, but the Kardashians adopt nonstop. And mm-hmm. she's just her full fucking self. She's her, her full jokes self. are totally relevant. And I love her. Lala Scissorhands at L-A-L-A Milan, M-I-L-A-N. Yes, so that's our black girl doing shit. She's fucking hilarious. Thank you so much for dedicating time to listening to us. Thank you, Jim, for being on. I am Chels Pinky. I'm Glenn at Bedside Brat. And I am Jim Search. You can find me at Jim Search on all social media. And, of course, go to JimSearchComedy.com. Let's say any of y'all out there want to see me do comedy, go find a show at some point. I run a show in Brooklyn, uh, Muddy Waters. It's, it's last funny. Thursday of every month. Chelsea's Ben. Glenn, you got to come hang out. Man. We're, yeah. we're on the 26th is our next show. So on the 26th of July, come through to the show. If you come up to me at the show and say, I heard about this through Black Girls Texting. I will buy you one drink. Yeah. One drink. Yes. If you're a listener and you come through, now watch you get like 50 of these Our first sponsor. Find you 50, 50 motherfuckers coming through and I got to run out the back door uh-huh. and not uh, take this deal. But uh, No, if you come through, if you listen to this podcast, come to uh, the Fulton Grand, 1011 Fulton Street in Brooklyn, uh, July 26th at 8 o'clock. It'd be great to see you out there. Tell us you were with Black Girls Texting. Yeah. And I will buy you one drink. Yes. yes. You all should go. It's actually fucking hilarious. Yeah. Believe, actually, like, at, despite everything. It's yeah. Actually <laughs> show. That's, we'll the thing, that's my thing with the word actually. Like, actually, it's actually not. Yeah. I mean, you all Don't might not trust it. Jim. You just met him. This yeah, episode, nah. But you know me. Right. And right. I'm, that's I'm, what she meant by actually. I give him right. the cosign. Yeah. It's, it's, Chelsea that's, that's got a cosign. Uh, I got a cosign with Chelsea, so that means it's real. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. It's been great. Bye. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support because we know you have people depending on you so you can always depend on us. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.